Welcome to another Abiding Thought. For our meditation today, I want to look at Proverbs 18.1. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire, and he breaks out against all sound judgment. And I want to uh, focus on, on, on this verse because it touches on a number of things. Uh, but the first thing that, that's kind of, uh, or, or twofold truth that's, that's communicated here, one is uh, our need for community and fellowship, which is basically what we've been created for. And so this verse sort of implies that. So it, it, it's, it moves in a direction that indicates isolation is not good or healthy. And that's because we've been created to be in fellowship, not only with God, but we've been created to be in fellowship with fellow image bearers whether it's uh, at the level of family or just others. We've been created for community, and we've been created for fellowship. Uh, this past year has been difficult for many people for that very reason. Even if they're not conscious of it, being cut off from ordinary interaction and community and connection with other people has unhealthy consequences. Uh, that's why it's used really as a as a punishment, even in, uh, in in prison, where you take people away from the general population and you put them in isolation, where they're 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 broken off from contact with other people. So the implication here is that isolation is not good or healthy for the individual, and that's because we've been created, as we indicated, for uh, fellowship and for community. Now, the flip side of that same truth is that which is native to us. Our fallenness is unhealthy as it's disconnected. And I should also throw in here that that which is unhealthy within us has reinforcement. And it has, um, it has various sources of support outside of us. This is what John speaks of when he talks about the world, the flesh, and the devil. All of those conspire or along with us in our pursuit of, of, of self-desire. Uh, so the person, whoever, um, whoever isolates himself, seeks his own desire. And that's indicating desire is not being a healthy thing, not that it in and of itself is unhealthy, but the fact is in our fallen state, our desires are corrupt. So, Therefore, when we are cut off uh, from when we're isolated, then all we have is our own fallen affections and desires. But those fallen affections and desires are reinforced by others around us. And even in a world where we are, are full of uh, resources, there are so many different ways that you can have your worst impulses reinforced. So therefore, uh, when we are disconnected uh, from that which is healthy, then it reinforces that which is unhealthy. And that's, that's the point that uh, the writer is speaking of here. It's not just saying that when you're by yourself, but basically the idea is that there is something healthy about community. Now, that brings us to another thing. The community that is presupposed here is the covenant community. Because all communities, there are so many different sub-communities that we have access to. Uh, 
And the idea is that it's the covenant community that reinforces that which is healthy. It's in the covenant community that are that we are able to see the the impact of our fallen nature and therefore repent and put and, and, and be equipped to put to death that which is according to our fallen nature and to actually as the Apostle Paul speaks of in a number of places in the New Testament so that our minds are renewed. So something happens in the covenant community that is foreign to our native impulses and foreign to the sources around us that reinforce our corruption. So the assumption is that there is something healthy when we come into community within the context of the covenant community. Truth is spoken, the ministry of the word, not just publicly in an official capacity, but even as those who surround us and love us and they are committed to the word, as we are built up in the word that strengthens us to put to death that which is evil. But here's the other thing that's that's pointed out here. So we see the importance of community um, and how uh, our, if, if we are disconnected, then the worst of us is reinforced. But then we also see that when the in the context of the covenant community, that which is healthy is what's nourished so that that which is unhealthy can be identified and to be put to death. But then here's the other thing. The longer we are disconnected from that which allows us to have our affections and desires shaped by the word of God, through the ministry, the public ministry of law and gospel preaching and teaching, through the interaction with brothers and sisters who love us enough to be able to comfort us in our weakness and our, in our times of need and to confront us uh, with God's word. When we disconnect from that, then what ends up happening is the worst of us is strengthened so that our resistance to what is good becomes militant. And that's what the writer indicates here. He says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desires. But look at what he says in the last statement. He breaks out against all sound judgment. He breaks out. It's, it's like a violent opposition to what is sound. And it's interesting that you can follow the path of so many people, ourselves included, where we may be confronted with truth that conflicts with an unhealthy affection or desire that we have housed. So whether it's a brother or a sister or whether it's the ministry, the public ministry of the word in Bible study and in, in preaching, we hear truth communicated to us and it confronts something that's unhealthy in us. And because we're fallen and we don't like to be wrong, and we don't like to be told that something that we do or think or say is, is not right. So we kind of push back against it. But as we avail ourselves to it continuously, even when it's uncomfortable, that's why we have as a part of our uh, pastoral prayer, we always include an area or a period of confession and, and uh, absolution, confessing that we have sinned. So that's healthy for us because when, when, a child of God is confronted with their sin. The hope is that the spirit who is within us, 
would cause us to see it as it is and would cause us to confess it and to repent and turn from it. Even if it's for a season, that, that ongoing struggle, that is a part of, our, of, of showing spiritual life. So when we do that, even when we don't like to hear it, you know, we may become like the toddler who put our fingers in our ears because we don't want to hear it. But as we are exposed to truth, then it has a healthy effect on us. But the, the portrait that's portrayed here or that's presented here is when a person, the more comfortable we get in not being around truth that confronts our sins, then we become emboldened. And the portrait that's presented is a person who has cut themselves off from that which would correct them lovingly, speaking the truth, uh, speaking the, tr the love and tr uh, speaking the truth in love, but they've been cut off from it. And so now being isolated, they break out against all sound judgment because now all they have to hear is their old nature. And that old nature is reinforced. And the reinforced old nature becomes militant. And the interesting thing that it says here is that it doesn't just break out. It doesn't, it doesn't just, you know, repel but it breaks out against all sound judgment so that we end up walking the path of the fool. Not only exposing ourselves to various forms of moral or spiritual danger, but entrenching ourselves against the revealed truth of God's word. And so I always think of uh, the passage that we read every first Sunday, uh, Hebrews 10, 21 uh, through 25, but particularly where he says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the custom of some. And one of the reasons we need community and one of the reasons we need others that the Lord has called out of darkness into his marvelous light is so that we can be exposed to a truth that transcends our own fallen desires and the thought patterns of the world. We can never put off the old man if we don't identify him. So the warning here is something that we should not take for granted because he says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. So in other words, when we cut ourselves off from what God has established is because we have sought, we, we are seeking to fulfill what we desire rather than what God has desired. And when we do that, then we set ourselves on a course where we will be militantly opposed to sound judgment. Proverbs also says that there is a way that seems right to a man but the ends, plural, thereof, leadeth to destruction. I pray that we are able to take heed to this and cherish the times that God has granted us to have access to others, even those who are willing to speak uncomfortable truth to us so that we are not overtaken by our own corrupt fallen desires. Bless you.